Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So for a time there, WWE got a little bit predictable. It was likely due to the fact they were the only game in town, but still, sometimes you want a bit of madness, and it never arrived. The reason we did want it, though, is because WWE has done it a lot of times before. A lot of times. So, yes, I am signed for what culture. Please do go and massage that subscribe button. This is 10 precise turning points when WWE did the impossible. Number 10, Finn Balor kicks Edge out of the Judgment Day. So at first... This seemed stupid. The Judgment Day had just defeated the team of Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan at Hell in a Cell 2022, and within 24 hours, they turned on leader Edge and booted him out of the group. Furthermore, they recruited Balor, so all of this was very confusing. It's like playing top trumps in reverse. As it turned out, Vince McMahon wanted to add some spookiness to the faction, and because the rated R superstar didn't fancy that, we made some changes. Little did we know how good this was going to be. Because a month after this, we did get that seismic shift where McMahon was forced out of the company and Triple H took over. And do you want to know who really benefited from that? The flipping Judgment Day. They went right after the Mysterios as they actually tried to turn Dominic. And rather than just have Edge return to save the day, he failed. Dommy Boy was corrupted, and it was the best damn decision of the year. It turned Mini Mysterio into a wonderful dickhead, and the whole group now is one of the best aspects of Raw. No one had that on their bingo cards, with many advocating for WWE to cut their losses and start again. This is the way to do it, though. Fix the problems, see what does succeed, and ride that into the future. I genuinely hope these guys are together forever. Number 9, the New Day heel turn. So this was quite the revelation. WWE actually listened to their wrestlers. What do you know? They were right. As soon as Big E, Xavier Woods, and Kofi Kingston were given the original New Day gimmick, they knew it was going to be a disaster. Motivational singers was never going to get them over, so why don't we go the other way with it, be infuriatingly positive, so that fans would happily boo them out the building? Kinda sounds like me on this channel. They had to go through the ringer with this though, as Vince McMahon was dead set on them being good guys. But as soon as those New Day sucks chants began, they had their ammunition to fight back. As such, Woods went to Vince and basically put his career on the line, and promised the boss if they just let the trio run with it, within weeks they'd be among the most hated acts on the roster. 
And man, he smashed that, didn't he? Within no time at all, what felt like a mistake became a proper Hall of Fame act that is still going strong today. I don't actually think I could love them any more than I do. They are the best. Number eight, John Cena returns at the 2008 Royal Rumble. This still makes no sense. I don't care what your argument for it is. John Cena tore his peck in a random Raw match against Mr. Kennedy, Kennedy, and was going to be out for at least eight months. Even coming back in that time frame would be amazing. This is a serious injury. And then we got to January, which by the way, using your wrestling maths, is only three months later, and Cena was the surprise number 30 entrant in the Rumble. How? I need answers. It was one of the great moments of the show, and go and listen to the fans. Even though we were in New York, a crowd notorious for never giving John an easy ride, they erupted when his music hit because they couldn't believe it. This wasn't logical. The best part is, within seconds, they go back to booing him as they remember how much they dislike Big Match John. But it doesn't matter. This is still so good even today. It was impossible, though, even though somehow we did see it happen. Number seven, Gunther paying off an accidental 25-year story. So let us be honest here. Every Intercontinental Champion from about 2003 to 2022 had the same story. They were going to bring prominence back to the title and finally we could care about it again. Nope. Some were more successful than others, but the problem was this never lasted. Sure, for a few weeks it felt like we had re-established its former glory and then more ridiculous things would happen or people would literally forget they were even the champion. I'd give a pass to The Miz, who was able to treat it like the biggest prize in the game for a short while there. But even his attempts don't compare to Gunther's. The big man won the IC belt ages ago and ever since has been singing its praises and defending it like nothing else matters. You do need to give credit to Triple H, who clearly made this a priority, as well as the likes of Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, and Sheamus, who also played their role wonderfully. But ultimately, Gunther has been given the freedom to care. And look at that. Now we care too. It's also just a good sign for future independent talents who join WWE because again, there was a time when no matter who you were, nothing was guaranteed. So Gunther is spearheading that revolution. Number six, making the best of beating the streak. Even though The Undertaker himself has said differently in many an interview, I still think Brock Lesnar beating the streak was a success. Vince McMahon made this call on the day of WrestleMania 30 as he told the dead man, if not Brock, who will ever defeat you at WrestleMania? I like to think he knew. And what am I talking about? Well, after the Beast of Return a couple of years prior, he came across like a megastar. As the powers that be were upset he left back in 2004, however, Lesnar had to be punished. Therefore, he lost to John Cena, he lost to Triple H, and any momentum he had was diminished. I saw it firsthand. It was stupid. And sure, there were other ways to light a fire under his ass, but you can't say this didn't work. As soon as Brock handed the Phenom his first loss at the show of shows, he became the company's end-of-level boss. So we did use this to spur him forward to the point He's still riding those waves today. It got even better when Lesnar destroyed Cena at SummerSlam later that year, and both of these events were deemed impossible. Nobody ever thought The Undertaker would lose at the granddaddy of them all, and Cena was the golden boy. Seeing him manhandled this way was a genuine shock. So this is the wrestling hill that I'm happy to die on, because we did indeed take an unthinkable scenario and have Brock dominate both of them. The results, as far as I'm concerned, are there for all to see. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. 
Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Number five, Vince McMahon tries to reason with Steve Austin. The 22nd of September 1997 Raw is widely considered as the show with a then WWF strapped a rocket to Steve Austin. This is when Stone Cold did finally drop Vince McMahon with a stunner. And the rest, as they say, is history. Kinda. Because while it has been chatted about to death, the events of that year's Survivor Series cannot be overlooked. The Rattlesnake was already destined for huge things, but when McMahon had to come out in defense of the Montreal Screwjob only to turn himself mega heel, Austin had the perfect foil. Everybody now wanted to see Vince have his ass kicked so he could do that week in and week out to thunderous approval. It got better in December when Vince demanded Steve forfeit the Intercontinental title and give it to The Rock, which of course not opened the door for that rivalry, but set Austin on a course for the World Championship. He was away. I suppose the shock side of it is that it wasn't Shawn Michaels or another wrestler who was going to spark Stone Cold into life. It was the owner of the company who had basically been a lead commentator up to this point. I mean, did anybody predict this? I doubt it. Number four, Randy Savage falls upwards. If you want to say that WrestleMania 4 was Randy Savage's WWF highlight, I get it. He won the one-night-only tournament and became the WWF champion. It was great. You're also thinking long-term here because during celebrations, a quick glance at Hulk Hogan and Miss Elizabeth was going to plant the seeds for the Mega Powers. In 12 months' time, the two would be at loggerheads thanks to one of the best stories in wrestling history. The real twist with this one is that it almost didn't happen. On the same night, Hogan had been screwed out of the title courtesy of Andre the Giant and Ted DiBiase, with the original plan calling for the Macho Man to defeat the Honky Tonk Man for the Intercontinental Belt. For some reason, Honky decided he didn't want to do that. So as a make good, Vince McMahon decided, well, why don't we just go one step further with Savage? And we did. Without all of this, though, you can't do the stuff with Randy and Hulk. And technically, it wasn't even the original plan. Wrestling is bonkers. Number three, Sami Zayn joins the bloodline. April 2022. This is the first occasion when Sami Zayn started to flutter around the bloodline. And if anyone predicted the fallout, I don't believe you. 
nobody thought this was going to happen. It's important to remember that this group was put in place to help establish Roman Reigns as the mega champion, which is why we had all that drama with the Usos in 2021. When Jimmy and Jay eventually did join up, it was a little disappointing. It kind of just happened. As soon as Zayn was included, though, everybody benefited. The Usos were all of a sudden more than just bumping machines for Roman, whereas Reigns' feuds had that extra something-something because it would always relate to Sammy somehow. Seeing him slowly win everybody over was amazing. It gave all this so much more drama, which was even more surprising because weeks before this, Zayn had been feuding with Johnny Knoxville. Now that rocked, but did anybody start saying, oh, I know where this will go? Of course not. And that's the beauty of it. There was plenty more that happened because of this, which is why, number two, Cody Rhodes and Sami Zayn get over at the same time. Amazingly, before Cody Rhodes won the 2023 Royal Rumble, there was a fear that fans were going to turn on the American Nightmare. That didn't happen. I get the logic behind this as Sami Zayn was so over and on a collision course with Roman Reigns at the Elimination Chamber, maybe all of this could go wrong. The Daniel Bryan situation was used as a comparison, but there was a huge difference here. No matter what happened at that premium live event, people were still very much into what Cody was doing. The joy of this is that WWE handled it all so well, we now have two top baby faces that have the audience in their pocket. The company has been wanting that for years, and while this isn't Stone Cold and The Rock, it has helped no end. All the numbers are going up and therefore everybody is happy. It's also resulted in some tremendous storytelling that has helped WrestleMania feel like a huge deal. And don't forget, all of this assisted the Elimination Chamber show too. It's very much considered a B event, and yet the anticipation going in was off the charts. You just don't get that in this era anymore, so it's pats on the back all round. I mean, everybody has just done such a good job here. Number one, Jay Uso turns on Sami Zayn. And it's also potentially set up two WrestleMania main events. And as you can tell, yes, I really like the bloodline angle. On the March 6, 2022 episode of Raw, though, Sami Zayn and Jay Uso hugged before Jay slapped the shib out of Sami, shouting the whole time, This is about fab. The honorary oose was done. It got a great reaction from the fans because people are invested in this madness. And the whole scenario ended with Cody Rhodes coming out to save the day as both he and Zayn sent the Usos packing. So this just ties into everything we were just talking about. The absolute joy of joys, though, is that now, should WWE choose to, they can headline night one of Mania with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos for the tag titles, and then night two with Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. This isn't set in stone, but good grief, that's incredible. And if Cody is successful, we are going to go home with some serious warm and fuzzy feelings in our tum-tums. It's not like this is a happy accident either. We have been building all of these for at least eight months, and that should be the way. That's why it's impossible too. You think Vince McMahon would have done this? The amount of scripts ripped up in the process would have stopped it dead in its tracks. And that, my friends, is why I just can't wait. Know of any other precise turning points when WWE did the impossible? Make sure you let us know in the comments below and then don't forget to like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Then head over to whatculture.com where you can read yourself more articles like this with your eyes. Come and follow us on social media at whatculturewwe and I'm Miller 316 And if you would like to watch another video, kapow! There's some on the screen right now. Thank you very much for joining me as always. And remember, today I want you to go out there and live all of your dreams. The world is your oyster and I totally believe in you. Goodbye. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. 
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.